um, start looking at the American Athletic Conference basketball tournament and how that's shaping up for, for the ECU men's basketball team, um, along with the ECU women's basketball team, which starts up this week. Um, so, Artie, why don't you say we can start? Sure. Okay, so the ECU men's basketball, or ECU, the ECU baseball team, The EC baseball team, they uh, they routed UNC Charlotte this week, uh, winning Friday night's game 14-4. to um, that, that game, man, after last weekend losing, dropping two to Indiana and Ole Miss, that is a huge bounce back to come back and win five straight. Um, high point last Sunday. Then we had the game against Liberty where we, where we ran all over them. On, on, I believe it was Thursday, mm-hmm. and then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to drop, to drop, twenty five runs, fifty runs, mm-hmm. um, on, on Charlotte. That, that's huge. Um, Artie, what, do you have anything to anything to add? You know, just as as someone who's not a baseball guy, um, what would you say is the expectations for ECU baseball this year? Because I, I look at you as someone who is very fine-tuned yeah. into not just ECU baseball, but baseball in general. So what is our, our outlook? Because as a fan, the last few years, we've been right on the cusp of reaching a super regional. And that's to me, that's where I see our program going. We want to make it to a super regional. We want to compete for a national championship. We have the coach. We have the type of recruiting that we can you know, get us there. But I want to ask you, as you know, sort of a baseball guy, what's the expectation? Yeah, so I mean, I, for me, the expectation every year for ECU baseball is Omaha. Right. I mean, we've got to get to Omaha. Um, that's that's minimal at this point. We've we've got we've gone so far the last three four years. I, I mean, yeah, we had that one clunker of a year, I believe, two years ago. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, last year we made it to the to the Super Regionals. The year before, we made it to the Super Regionals. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we've hosted two regionals the last two years. Exactly. So, I mean, it's it's time for us to make that make, make that, that leap. Make that next leap. I mean, a fun fact, I mean, most of you that are listening, hopefully you know this. I mean, it's not a great fact for an ECU fan, but um, ECU has made the most NCAA ter- tournament appearances ever without actually making the trip to Omaha. And that's something I didn't know. Yeah. It's, you, you just taught me something I didn't it know. It is time. It is time to take the number 23 on Cliff Godwin's back, mm-hmm. retire it, take it to Omaha, and get that shit done. And that's also another thing. Cliff Godwin. I mean, he is – I mean, how, how long has he been a college baseball coach? I mean, he's been with, he's been with ECU six or seven years. Six yeah. or seven years. Yeah. He's been in the business for, you know, 20, 20 30-plus years. And he's an excellent coach. So it's like it's it's time for him to kind of get over that hump and 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 take a legit team to Omaha. Yeah, it, I mean it, it is time. It, I'm, I'm ready for him to take this, and I, I believe I believe the team has the talent. The only thing that's going to hold this team back, I mean, the the only thing that can hold this team back is how young they are. Mm-hmm. It, it is still a fairly young team. Yeah, you you have seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got some of the seniors like. Uh, Alec Burleson, you got Jake Kuchmaner. I mean, those are two guys that really need to lead the team. And this weekend they showed that they could do it. Um, I mean, on Friday, I, I remember uh, Alec Burleson, he pitched, I, I believe he went seven or eight innings. And he, I mean, this guy pitched. He's a two-way player. Mm. He, I mean, this guy's like Shohei Otani. I mean, he, he can do it all. Guy plays left field, plays – First base, he can pitch, he can DH. He's a Swiss Army knife. He is the Swiss Army knife, and that's I mean that's what's given ECU the moniker, the nickname Two Way U. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of guys on the team can do that, and that, I, th- I think that's vital for this team and for this program going forward. Because um, I mean, we can recruit. We, we're recruiting every. We're recruiting guys that are in the top positions. Mm-hmm. We're recruiting the top guys in every position. And then a lot of them can play different positions. Right. A lot of them can pitch. A lot of them can play the field. A lot of them can hit. It's it's that's a major thing to have, especially going deep into into the tournament, um, going and getting it over to Omaha. 
Who's the biggest threat in the American right now to the, ECU? In baseball, the biggest threat to the to ECU, I would, I mean, I would have to say, man, it would. You're probably looking at a team like uh, a team like Cincinnati. Okay. They're they pretty good. Um, a team like Houston, too. I mean, yeah, they lost Joe Davis, big big boy Joe Davis. Uh, <laughs> he has me blocked on Twitter, by the way. Did you know that? I did not. Know yeah, that. Joe Davis has me blocked on Twitter. Um, yeah, that we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, yeah I, guys, Twitter. I am blocked on Twitter by so by many by so many people. A lot of people. Um, it's it's not something that I'm super proud of, but it's also something that well, you know, that's that's I, what happens when you're a super fan. Too. I, man, I think it, I think it's hilarious. Some of the people that have me blocked, <laughs> man. Back back after we lost that game in uh, in 2014 to UCF on the Hail Mary, I, guys, I'm sorry to bring this up. I uh, I went at, I went after Lincoln Riley and. Uh, um. Yeah, and yeah. Let's just say Lincoln Probably Riley. Didn't end up too well for you. Lin- Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, Riley has me blocked. So, um, yeah. That I, I I still blame that loss. I still blame the ECU downturn <laughs> on Lincoln Riley on that game. Um, that that was kind of the thing that started it all. So, um, yeah, Link, Lincoln Riley. Um, if you're if you're listening, Lincoln, which I doubt he is, but we hope he listens. <laughs> We can. I, I promise I won't say anything else. If you just unblock me, I will give you another follow. <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> At Jared underscore Shaffit um, on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you. But we're, we're, we're ranked nationally, though, right? I mean, getting back yeah. to baseball, yeah. we are, where are we currently ranked right um, now in the top 25? So, I mean, with, with baseball, I mean, you've got five or six different rankings, mm-hmm. but in most of them, we're, we're in the upper 20s. So we're, okay. or we're in the low 20s, I should say. We're, we're around 22, 23, um, which isn't great for ECU baseball, mm-hmm. but it's also, it's, we, we've been here before. We, we know what to expect going forward right. um, as, as the season goes on and progresses, as we start playing some of these harder teams, um, as our RPI goes high, goes higher, mm-hmm. um, we we know what to expect, and also I mean just from a national standpoint, I mean who would you say are the pretenders and the actual contenders? You know you got you know you you have a top twenty five, but you have pretenders in those top twenty five, and you got actual contenders in that top twenty five. So who would you say is an actual contender for a national championship? Man, that that's the thing about baseball. Baseball is such a it's one of those sports, and you can say this about a lot of sports, but it's really the sport where anybody can beat anybody on mm. any given night. Right. I mean, any given night. I mean, you could see uh, young Harris College out of Georgia. Never beat. heard of. <laughs> Never heard of. Fun fact: uh, we got a, we got a guy on ECU. He uh, he went to Young Harris College, but there's a uh, two actually big name MLB players. Nick Markakis and Charlie Blackman both went to Young Harris College out of Georgia. Yeah, uh, that, that's a that's an ode to to my friends at the Nakahoma Nation podcast. <laughs> uh, they have a little bit on that, but um, I mean, you can have a college like that, a small D two school that could go in and run run you the can gambit, go, just run go the in and beat beat anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, D one, I mean, your your real contenders. I mean, the UCLA's, um, your your Louisville's, the Texas Techs, mm-hmm. they're always going to be there. Right. Um, you're going to have um, some schools in the ACC that are that are usually pretty good, but thankfully we always tend to kick their ass. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, I think that I I don't know who to say is a pretender right now. Um, Too early in the season. It's, I get that. Yeah, it's still early. Um, things are still shaking out. I mean, there there's still guys that are get. Shaking off the cobwebs, mm-hmm. and I, I hate to say that a month into the season, but um, I mean it's, it's the truth. These guys are getting into the full swing of of the season. And baseball is a real finite game. I mean, everybody has their ritual, you know, pitchers and, and hitters and, and and outfielders. Everybody's got their own little ritual that they got to kind of get into to kind of get into the game. So I understand that you know even a month into the season, you know, guys are still kind of trying to find their way. Because there's a lot that goes into it, you know. Baseball's kind of funny and tricky that way, um, more so than I would say other sports. You know, they, 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 there's there's a certain ritual that guys gotta you know abide by for them to have a good game. It's, it's yeah. honestly kind of kind of funny, but it's true. So yeah, so I mean, this weekend ECU scored 33 runs, 
Um, they also yielded, so they just gave up ten runs. So they outscored UNC Charlotte mm-hmm. thirty-three to ten in three games, which is pretty phenomenal. Not I mean, to if you think about it, I mean, 30, thirty-three runs is absurd. Not not to mention, I mean, they beat High Point University like eleven to one last week. Mm-hmm. They beat Liberty, which is a good team. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a probably. Other than the University of Virginia, that's probably the best team in Virginia. But these are all D one. These are all D one. These are all D one impressive wins. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, and I mean it's. I mean they they beat Liberty by ten or eleven runs Mm. this week. So I mean you're looking at it. ECU has outscored opponents probably close to sixty to fifteen over the last week. So the bats have finally come alive. That that was kind of the issue in the games against Ole Miss and mm-hmm. um, Indiana last week in the, in the Keith Clare Classic, mm-hmm. um, that, that, was kind of, that was kind of the downfall um, in those first two games. And unfortunately, we, could, we didn't see that win. I mean, that, that's always been a good weekend for us to get a couple wins against some major-name teams. And um, it, I, I just want to say it, it was great to see the turnout last weekend in, in Clark LeClaire Stadium. Which, by the way – Always has a good turnout. I, I, I've never been to a baseball game at Clark LeClaire that did not have a decent turnout. Man, you want to talk about the – And I've been to at least ten. So You, you want to talk about the best fans in the country. I mean, I'm biased. I, I love I love the Pirates. Mm-hmm. I love my crew out in the jungle. But those fans, when they can pack 5,000 deep into Clark LeClaire Stadium mm-hmm. – that place is like no other, and we're not and we're not talking about a big stadium. You know, we're talking we're not talking about one of the biggest college baseball stadiums in the country. By no means, but it's an intimate setting, and when it when it fills out, I mean, it's it's almost like Dowdy, to be honest with you. It's just it's it's yeah, the I, energy in the building is you can feel it. Yeah, I mean, I see I see that happening. Baseball, basketball, football. Now, I mean, ECU's been ECU's had a rough couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's been it's been really rough to be an ECU fan, and if you're listening to this, you you already know that exactly. Um, that, but to see that the excitement is finally coming back for all ECU sports, that I mean, that is that is amazing to see. Um, I'm excited to see where all of these programs are going. Um, it, it's it's just it's good to see that. The pirate faithful are be- becoming used to to the new to the how the new, how the new um, administration is with John Gilbert at the helm. Um, I mean, it's it's amazing to see, and they, and they've become accustomed to success, and that's what you want. You want any fan base to become accustomed to success because that's that's the end goal. The end goal is to succeed. It's not just in football. It's not just in baseball. It's in in all sports, men and women, the, the end goal is to succeed. And so, you know, when, when the fans get a little weary and when they get, you know, a little restless, it's because they're used to seeing a good product on the field. Right. And so I understand their gripes. I understand their concerns. And, you know, ECU has had, a, a you know, a, a few years of just, I wouldn't say abysmal play, but just not what we're used to. You know, right, and, yeah. and so I understand the grievances, but we are on the right track. I think we've hired the right coaches. I think we have, I think we have a great athletic director. Um, I think we've put ourselves in a in a, in a position to really compete uh, nationally. You know, not just in the American Athletic Conference, but nationally with everyone else. So, yeah, and I, I mean, I would agree. I mean, the the facilities at ECU. I mean, that that's probably the biggest knock mm-hmm. on ECU athletics is yep. the facilities. Um, we've got to get an indoor practice facility for football. Mm-hmm. We have to get that. You see, that's that's what everybody else has. You know, you look at all the big name schools. I mean, even the small name the country, schools, right? They have an indoor facility. I mean, I was right. just at NC State not too long ago. Their indoor facility is phenomenal. Their football team has never been that great, but they still have the facilities that make them look like they are a phenomenal program. Right? So, yeah. I mean, th- those are the things that recruits are looking for. But, I mean, at the same time, our, our coaches, Joe Dooley, Mike Houston, Cliff Godwin, 
they're bringing in these recruits that are – I mean, these guys are top level. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see Mason Garcia in two years because, I, I mean, I think he's going to redshirt. But right. I, I'm excited to see these guys play in Dowdy Ficklin in front of 55,000 Screaming Pirates. It's going to be insane. Exactly. It's going to exactly. – I mean, these are going to be we're, – we're going in – guys guys and gals, if you're listening to me, listen, listen closely. ECU – is on the rise, and any other team in the American and in the nation better be on the lookout. Not just not just baseball. That's a bold statement. Not just baseball, but football and basketball. Joe Dooley. I, I know today, today being Sunday, um, March eighth. ECU played. ECU played UCF at UCF and. Got steamrolled. Which we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. I got some things to say about ECU basketball. But let me say this. Joe Dooley came in, cleaned house, got rid of all – everybody except for Jan Gardner. Mm -hmm. I mean, he got rid of all of the extra pieces that, you know, you could just toss away. Right? Those guys weren't ever going to make anything. Mm -hmm. Jaden Gardner, I believe, can play at the next level. That guy – I mean, that guy – can play. That guy can ball. That's another bold statement to me. But I'm, I'm going to keep listening. So that guy, I mean, I, I, I'd, have to look up, I'd have to look up his numbers. But, I mean, this guy is averaging almost a double-double a game. Mm-hmm. A- averaging. I mean, you're looking at this guy's averaging probably north of 20 points a game plus either 10 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this guy – is the real deal. It, which I've, I've seen him play and, on numerous occasions. And he's just a sophomore. I've seen him play on numerous occasions. He's just a sophomore. And he is someone that is probably going to be a four-year starter at ECU. He's not oh, leaving yeah. after this year. He's probably no. not leaving after next year. If he's, he if he leaves early, if he ever leaves early, it'll be after next year. I mean, that, I, I think, but I do, I really do see him. He might not get drafted. But I can see this guy playing at the next level. Mm-hmm. Jaden Gardner is a freak on the basketball court. And I've seen him play live several times. Even though he didn't have too much of a good game today. Yeah, but he is, yes. He nobody is, had a good he game. He is today. as advertised as a basketball player. No, nobody, nobody other than freshman Tristan Newton had a good game today. I mean, Tristan Newton today broke the. Broke 68 the, threes as a freshman. Yeah, but he broke the UCF record for steals as a freshman mm-hmm. in ECU history. I mean that that's big. I mean, this, this guy, he I think I think it was something like 114 steals, like insane. This, this kid is going to be good, and all, that's the thing. ECU basketball, well, yeah, they went. I think it was 11 and 20, 12 and 19, something like that. ECU basketball has. A bright future with with a bunch of young guys in this program, and that's another thing I wanted to I wanted to talk about the coaches just just real quick, because and and that's why I feel like we have a pretty good athletic director because he's seeing, you know, in, when we hire coaches from years past, yes, they 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 had experience, they they coached under great guys, but they did not have a winning pedigree, you know. Joe Dooley has a winning pedigree. You know what I mean? Houston has a winning pedigree. They come from schools where they won. Both of them have national championships. Before. Exactly. They have a winning pedigree. They know how to win. They know how to recruit. They know how to talk. They, they, they know how to go into a recruit's house and convince them to play for their certain school. Because I love ECU. I'm an alumni of ECU. But we're not Duke. We're not Carolina. We're not State. You know? We're not there yet. That's blasphemous. <laughs> We're not there we yet. We don't want to be state. Yet. For everybody listening, we do not want to be state. But, but, but the point I'm trying to make is, is that I, I feel like we have hired coaches that can go into a recruit's house and pull them away from those schools. That's, right. that's the whole point of it. That's the whole point. We, if, we, if, you know, if, if ECU is going to get put back on the map, we have to have coaches that can recruit, that can bring in these guys, that can develop this talent, and then put them out on the, on the floor on the field for display, um, and I think I think we've done a great job of that so far. Now with, with ECU basketball, with the game that I saw today, 
um, it was a little disappointing because I've seen spurts of, of greatness from this team. Um, but today they just they, – it, it felt like they were going through the motions. They got down early. UCF pressed them a little bit. They had a chance to come back in the game. I think there was, it, was, it was 35 to 23 uh, late in the first half. Right. Yeah. And they had a chance to push. They had a chance to slow the tempo. But they – transition defense wasn't good. Um, in my opinion, Dooley didn't take timeouts when he needed to take timeouts. They, kind of, they were kind of just going through the motions. And to me, when you're in the, the latter part of a, of a season, that's when you need to be playing your best basketball. That's when you should, you know, really try to put it into a fifth, sixth, seventh gear and really put your foot on the gas. And to me, it felt like they were kind of going through the motions today. Now, like I said, I've seen in, in, in games past, they have been excellent. They've shown signs of greatness. I'm really impressed with the freshman. I, I forget his name. Tristan Nin? Tristan, yes. Very impressed with him. Very impressed with Gardner. Very impressed with the young talent that we have. Um, but I just feel like at times they lose focus in the big picture. You know, maybe today they felt like, okay, the game's out of reach. The game's out of hand. We're not competing for anything. We're just, you know, we're going we're gonna to dial it back. And I, to me, that's the mindset it's a very dangerous mindset, you know, because you're trying to impress future recruits. You're trying to impress future transfers maybe that are coming into the program. Yeah. And so giving it 100% effort at, at, at all times, to me, um, really shows a great example to not only, you know, the fans, but the people that are coming into the program. It's like, why, why do I want to come to ECU? Yeah, they have an 11-19 and 19 or 11-20 and 20 record. But their players are competing to the very end. They really want it. I didn't see that today. Right. And that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it. it's, an, it's one of those things that, I mean, we, we've been dealing with this for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Being able to out-recruit some of these other schools, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say other schools in North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, and get people to buy in on this program, right? So, with 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 ECU, with um, with Joe Dooley, he he's really started to do that, and he's started to look outside of that North Carolina area. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going into Texas, he's going into these other states like Virginia, and going after these guys. And that's the same philosophy that Mike Houston ha- has with the football team. Mm-hmm. I, mean, he's, I mean, you see a lot of these guys coming out of New Jersey, coming out of South Carolina, that while they may not have the offers from the SEC schools or the ACC schools, that, and we're not having to beat them out, these guys are diamonds in the rough, mm-hmm. and they've been highly scouted. And they are they, – they're – bunch of big dudes that are coming in and they're ready to they're ready to punch somebody in the mouth mm-hmm. uh, I mean from this this new recruiting class that's coming in now I mean Rajai Harris I mean this guy this guy's gonna be a freak and, and he this guy's gonna be running running the rock for the next four years I mean watching some of his highlights man this this kid's got a good head on his shoulders and this kid knows what the hell he is doing, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's nice to see that. I mean, from, from, we haven't had a coach that could recruit in football or basketball for over ten years, mm-hmm. and now we've got two coaches that can. They can go in and they can. Joe, you don't think that Joe Dooley doesn't go into the, some some somebody's house that sits down with a kid and his parents and says, "Look." I know ECU's history in basketball. Mm-hmm. I know you may have some offers somewhere else, but why go somewhere and be second fiddle? Be be just another name in the crowd mm-hmm. at some of these big schools when you can come to ECU and be be the man. Be the man. But it's not just about being the man; it's also about winning. 
You see, these kids want to win. That's the, that's that's the number one selling. Point. So so Joe Can Dooley, we win. So so Joe Dooley, what he'll say to that is, look, I took a team at Florida Gulf Coast University to two Sweet Sixteens. That's what he's going to say to these guys. Then he, you know what else he's going to say? He said he's going to say, look, you see this ring on my finger? Guess what? I've been, I've been to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. I've done those things that you want to do. I, I know what it takes to be a national champion. I may not have done it as a head coach, but I've done it, and I've been there, and I'm ready to do that thing here at ECU. I'm not promising you a national championship, mm-hmm. but I'm going to promise you that you're going to play, and we're going to be a top program. Mm-hmm in the state, and eventually in the country. And something that really stuck out to me today, as I was watching the game, there was an announcer calling the game. You know, he said, you know, ECU has not made the NCAA tournament since 1993. Yep. 1993 was the last time our basketball program made the NCAA tournament. Neither of us were alive. Exactly. Two years (laughs) before I was born. Um, It's not about a rebuild. ECU is not in a rebuild. No. We are building building a program it's never been about a rebuild so i understand people are restless and people want to see results but it's not about a rebuild we are building a basketball program because we've never really had one and this is what i'll say to that i mean (laughs) to build a basketball program and you've heard me say this before Mm -hmm. there's in my opinion there's three ways to build a basketball program first you're one of these blue blood Basketball schools, the Dukes, the Kansas, right. the, Ch- it's, it's the Chapel Hill. People know your name. The, they, the they, Kentuckys. They mm-hmm. Those schools, that's a blue blood program. Mm-hmm. That It is ingrained in everything in the administration, in the university. You are a basketball school. Everything else comes second. Okay, number two. You can do it by having a magical season. You look at a team like Wichita State, who several years ago, nobody had ever heard of Wichita State. At all. Didn't they, even know they went Kansas. They, they, made it, they made it to the Sweet 16. or They may have made it to the Elite Eight. I'd have to go back and check. They made it all the way. And then they came back the next year, and they were just as good because they were able to show these recruits, hey, we've done this. Mm-hmm. And then third, the third way – and you've seen this at some of the Blue Blood programs as well. They, they tend to get away with it. But, um, I mean, you, you do the Rick Patino, right? Mm-hmm. You, you go in and you, you slide some money under the table. You go in and I'm – not, I'm not advocating Which that's, that's, a, that's a whole other topic for another day. But I'm because, not, I'm not they, advocating. No, but they but all do it. They, they all they, do it. They all, they all do it. Most, most programs. I'll say most programs do it. I don't want to say all of them do it because I'm sure that there's some programs. Well, if we're, if we're talking about a big-name program. All, the big-name programs it. are all doing it. They do it. Yeah. The big-name programs are all doing it. I know that for a fact. I'd be, I mean, that, that is not a, that's not a secret. Right. It's just they, nobody's, nobody's said anything about Nobody's it. said anything, and, it, and it's about are you getting caught or not. But Some get caught, some I mean, don't. So. You, you look at a team like, I mean, SMU with Larry Brown a couple of years ago. I mm-hmm. mean, they got in trouble again. I mean, Larry, I mean, Larry Brown, <laughs> this man. Which Larry Brown is an all-time great coach. He is. He's but an all-time great. It, I mean, NBA, college, basketball, it doesn't matter. He's an all-time great coach. In college, coach. he's been caught two or three times. Right. Cheating. I mean. Rick Patino, man, this guy. What was it paying paying hookers and having them yep. <laughs> having them go out with the freshmen? Illegal gambling yeah. and, and like, cars and that, but prostitutes. Lu- but Louisville was a top ten program for so long because of that. Right. Because of that. And that I mean that is insane to me to think about. Those are the three ways to get good in college mm-hmm. basketball. So what we need is we need these young guys to pop off, make a deep run in the next couple of years, and that's going to be what grows the program. And, and, you know, we need – you know, Gardner is the face of our program, but we need a player of the year type candidate. You know, we need somebody that can not just be the face, but somebody that people can know nationally. 
Yeah. Can his name stretch to Illinois, to Kansas, to California, to you know, all the way across the country? We need somebody whose name is going to spread. And to me, that's how you get recruits. You get that first initial flag bearer. Okay, this guy didn't have to go to this program, but he went anyway. He was the man. He led the program to an NCAA tournament bid, and they had no business being in, 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 you know, in, in the NCAA yeah. tournament. That, to me, along with excellent coaching, which I think Dooley is an excellent coach. He's, he's taken the Florida Gulf Coast. Where's Florida, Florida Gulf Coast now? We haven't heard from them since he took I'm them gonna to. I'm going to take a wild guess and say Florida. Right. We, we, we <laughs> haven't heard from them since he took them to the tournament. So I have no doubt that his coaching is going to be up to par. It's just about having a player that can really transcend to the masses. Right. It's that first step in the door, you know? Yeah. That's, to me, how our, our program is going to take flight. Yeah, I mean, our program, like I said, it's not there yet. Ban the hatches because it's it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's come and it's coming soon. Oh yeah, I I we we're not gonna make the tournament this year. By God, no, we're it, not making any tournament this year. It, it would it would take a damn miracle we're for not us to make any tournament this year. Yeah. And, if, and, 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 and if I could be honest with you, when I when I first got to ECU as a freshman, I remember people talking about the CIT. I had never heard of the CIT tournament before I got to college. Man, Akeem and people, Richmond. And people were proud of this. I was never proud of ECU being in the CIT. The NIT, yes. That's something you can – the CIT is not something we should be proud about. We want to make it to NCAA tournaments. That's the goal. So All, all I'm going to say is that Akeem Richmond shot to win it, that, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> like, Akeem, if you're listening out there – you want to come on the podcast? We'll we'll talk to you. We'll I want to talk to you about that podcast. I actually work with a guy that that knows Akeem very well. Um, he he was he was transitioning out as we were coming in. Um, he I think he I think he was a senior our freshman year. So, um, but man, that I yeah I get it. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've been to the tournament twice, mm-hmm. and we lost in the first round both times. Right. UNC and then Villanova. They both knocked us out. And I am so ready to make it because the atmosphere in Greenville, the atmosphere in Greenville. It's, 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 it's almost second to none. When you have a good program in Greenville, whether it's it, – it doesn't matter what sport in. it is. Everybody. everybody buys in. And the atmosphere is abs- – it's palpable. I mean, it's just it's, – it's insane. So, you know – if, if, if we actually have a, a, a product, a good product, yes, people are going to show up. I have no doubt in my mind. People will be there. They will fill out the arena. They will fill out the stadium. They will show up. I have no doubt in my mind about that. It's just getting to that point. Yeah, it, and, man, i got to think we're almost there. I've got to think we're almost there. Yeah. Like, I would be willing to bet that in the next three years – we're going to make a tournament. And, I mean, it just, it just came out. I mean, I just saw ECU's the 11th seed mm. in the American Conference tournament. we got to play number six, Memphis. Yep. But what I will say is while we – yes, we have to play number six, Memphis, and I believe the tournament this year is in Memphis. Um, Memphis was supposed to be the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they lost Wiseman. With Wiseman, they'd be a top five team in the country. But – No doubt. To be a number six they'd team – top five. To be a number six seed without without Wiseman in a, the American Conference, that just shows the depth yep. of the American Conference. Mm-hmm. People don't give the American the credit that they deserve. Shout out to Penny Hardaway, by the way. Really like Penny Hardaway as a coach. <laughs> yeah, Penny. If you Penny, if you're listening, what up, though? <laughs> um, Penny, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Absolutely. Get, I'll have my guys get with your guys, and by my guys, we'll I'm, make it I'm talk, happen. We'll make by it my happen. guys, I'm talking about Artie. <laughs> we'll um, make it happen. But yeah, ECU, ECU's got to play Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. That ECU played Memphis tight this year. I mean, that's a they played a lot of good teams tight. They did, and that, they that's, played a lot of good teams tight. They they play up the competition. That that's the thing that like I'm gonna I'm gonna use my Cole Anthony. My Cole Anthony. <laughs> that's a that's a bottom seat that I wouldn't want to play. Like mm-hmm. there, 
yeah, the record may not be there, just like Chapel Hill. You're talking about ECU. I'm talking about ECU. I'm not going to say they're a top 10 team like Cole Anthony because that's bullshit. I, okay. <laughs> I, I would disagree with you. If, if, if I'm in the first round and I see ECU on the other side, I'm going to go ahead and circle that W yeah. right now. But see, but, that, that's where ECU is going to get them. Right. Because ECU doesn't circle an L. They don't, they're not thinking that. And they should. Yeah, they no, should. But ECU is saying, okay, I think we can beat. Anybody in this tournament, mm-hmm. they I mean, they damn near beat Wichita State, they damn near beat Tulsa, they almost beat Memphis. These are games that they could have won, mm-hmm. and honestly, this is gonna be the first time on the Boneyard podcast where I ever, and it'll probably happen more times than this, mention the officiating in in, in the American, the officiating in the American Conference has been asinine. These uh, these officials, these are the most incompetent officials that I've ever seen. Well, you know, you get in you, sports, but you can also say it about any conference it, around the board. Look, if 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 you put it in the officials' hands, then you're probably not good but, enough to win the game. But when but when you look at a team that has maybe twenty fouls in a game compared to another team's right four or five, right. and I'm not saying that, that rest, that's that's when you that's when you can start saying okay, and I, I'm there's not something there's something going on here. Yeah, I'm not saying they don't blow calls, and I'm not saying refs don't mess up. But but I, if if you're solely like, oh, the refs cost us this game, you're probably not good enough. I, I'm and I'm not saying that they cost us all the games that we lost. Mm-hmm. But I will, I would be willing to bet or be willing to put money down and say, yeah, there's three or four of these games we should have won, mm-hmm. and we would have won had we had more calls go our way. Yeah, and I mean. The, there was a USF game two weeks ago. I mean, the the fouls in that game, I mean, <laughs> Jaden Gardner fouled out. And we were without him for, like, the last five minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, <laughs> that that's big. Yeah. Game ends up going to overtime, and we lose. I mean, <laughs> and we, we lose by having – 30 fouls almost right. throughout the game. And the Bulls of South Florida have <laughs> 10. That's when you know there's some bullshit going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's when you can say, okay, get your act together. Right? Because not all those fouls were, probably should have been called. You gotta, sometimes you got to let the boys play. Absolutely. I mean, that's what happened in the Carolina Duke game last night. Let them, I think they let them play a little too much. But, but, but I'm, I'm going to go back to Cole Anthony. ECU is a team that, as an 11 seed, I could see making noise. I'm not saying they're going to win. They're not beating nobody, Jared. Uh, I, I'm not they're saying not they're going nobody. to. No, they're not beating nobody. But I'm, making noise is beating somebody. They're not beating nobody. But what I'm saying is, is they, they, they can mess around and they can mess around and compete. scare somebody. They can mess around and compete, but they're not beating nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to say they're going to beat anybody there. They're the 11 seed. They're, they're, but it's crazier things have happened. But I, I, I will say this. ECU as a whole joined the American Athletic Conference for football yeah. initially. Oh, yeah. But I think it's going to be more beneficial for our basketball program. I think the American Athletic Conference is better in basketball than they are in football. You look at top to bottom – the teams that they have in the top 25. Every year you've got a Cincinnati, you've got a Memphis, you've got an SMU, you've got a UCF that went to the tournament last year and took Duke, almost went to the Sweet 16, and beat yeah. and almost beat a very good Duke team with Zion and R.J. Barrett and the, rest of them, and the rest of them boys. To me, top to bottom, the American Athletic Conference is a phenomenal basketball conference, which is only going to make ECU basketball better. We have to play great competition every night. To, every to single point, though, night, we have to play great competition. To that point, I would say that the American Athletic Conference is a good conference in all sports. I would, yes, I would agree with that, too. I mean, I'm just saying from top to bottom, when, when, when you talk about your best basketball team to your worst basketball team, I think the American is the best at basketball as far as, you know, all of their sports combined. Football's getting there. I mean, football. Football, that – 
Football's getting don't, there. Don't take me down that rabbit hole because you 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 know my complaints. Oh, about I'm, and, and, and we share the same complaints like, about that. The same. How, how are you going to undefeated UCF team not being not not even being able to compete for a playoff spot is asinine to me. But how how are you going to tell me? Okay, last year I, I want to say it was USC. Maybe maybe I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe Baylor. Mm-hmm. Baylor was a top twenty five team preseason mm-hmm. last year. Baylor was wasn't that good in football last year. No, like, but they were. You got to give credit to Art Browse. Though. Art Browse came in and he. That, that's that's well, not Art Browse. It was 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 the. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Right. But what I'm saying is, how do you tell me that a team is a preseason top twenty five team, mm-hmm. and they're ranked there because they that's where they start for. The first two or three weeks, just because they rank them there before you even play a snap. Right. How how does that work? The preseason top twenty five is always a little Th- that. The preseason top twenty five is a bunch of crock. In my opinion, it should always be after that first week. I mean, yeah. Look, you have to have a, you you have to have a, a preseason top twenty five to kind of base where everybody else is at. You but, know, just, but just just to kind of base where the where the where the teams are at. But as far do you? As, Compared to everybody else. But do, do you have to have that? But I wouldn't be opposed to after that first week of competition, then you really sit down and say, okay, these are the top 20 to 25 teams in the country. My, my thing is, is when you have that preseason, they're not going to move them out because it's the media and it's the coaches that are voting on these things. And they don't want to make themselves look like idiots. But with, but with basketball – Basketball is a different story. Ba- basketball has such more parity than football. Oh yeah, I mean you've got a Dayton sitting at number two right now. Yeah. you've got a Creighton sitting at six or seven. You've got Seton Hall sitting at nine or ten. I mean basketball has true parity. Yeah, in football you kind of have a strict, you know, oh these these teams play in the SEC. They obviously play a harder schedule. They're going to be in the top ten, top fifteen. They can have two. But do they, You can have a two loss Alabama make the playoffs. Can, but can you, you tell me? A, you can't have an undefeated UCF make T- the playoffs. Tell me this. When was the last time Alabama played a non-conference road game? When was the last time? I can't tell you. I don't remember. Exactly. I can't tell you. It's been eight years. They haven't played a non-conference road game in eight years. How crazy is that? And they have this, well, te- no, no, that's not true. Because technically they played Duke in, the, in, in Atlanta last year. That's a non-conference road game. That, that's a non. It's a that's a neutral game. site technically, game. and it's, it's technically Duke. a non-conference road game. But I agree with you. They play Duke, all right. They play Duke. <laughs> like, then they're gonna play that's a basketball they're, school. They're gonna play McNeese State. They're gonna play the Citadel. They're gonna play Troy. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be their four games. And I mean, top to bottom, yeah, you've got your Auburn. Yeah, you've got your LSU. They play Auburn. They play LSU. They play Georgia. They play Texas A&M. I'm not taking anything away from Alabama. Alabama has to earn their way into a playoff. They have to earn their way into a playoff. But they can lose two games. UCF can't lose anything. That's the whole point. A team from the American has to run the table, and they still won't get in. Yeah, and Alabama. they ran the table two years in a row. They ran the table the first year, and they said, oh, well, you haven't beat anybody. Okay. They went in, played Auburn. In a bowl game. In a bowl game. And won that game. And beat. And they beat them. Like, they it was a good game. It was a good game, but they won. That's the important thing. UCF played a bowl game against an SEC school, and they won. And so then they go undefeated the next year. The next year. After they did everything that everybody said that they it's, – mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like when you're in the schoolyard and somebody's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, give, you my, I'll give you my Snickers bar if you do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And then you do those three things. Right. And then they're like, oh, wait, you got to do this, 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 and this now. Yeah. And so they did it again the next year. And they said, oh, y'all, y'all didn't play anybody. Mm-hmm. They, had a, they had a top 50 strength of schedule that year. Absolutely. I mean, these are – they're playing teams that I mean, pretty damn good. And they lost their quarterback. They're, I mean, this is a guy that – I mean, he could probably – Yes, he can. Mackenzie Milton, he's, he's the real very guy. good. They, they tell him, oh yeah, 
You gotta, you gotta, you gotta beat, you gotta beat another SEC team. Now, look, am I gonna sit here and say that, you know, the UCF from two or three years ago could have gone on a neutral site and beat Clemson or beat Alabama in a national championship? No. If, no, I'm, be, if I'm being honest with you, no, I do not think they would have won that game. But should they have, you know, earned the right to maybe get they in? They did to earn, earn the, right. the right to get in. Yes, yes, I do. But the corrupt system. What's what's the flip side? You have in Oklahoma playing LSU and Oklahoma loses by 50. You know, you have, you know, the, the year before you had a Wisconsin, I think, play Alabama. What did Alabama? Alabama beat them by 40. So give, give the people what they want. UCF is one of the largest schools in the country. Provides one of the best TV markets in the country. Mm-hmm. They're in the American. Why not give them a shot and say, hey, I mean, they beat Auburn, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Auburn beat Alabama that year? Yeah. So the, then the conversation beat Alabama and Georgia that year. That, the conversation is mute yeah. because they showed that they beat Alabama. They showed that they can beat Auburn. They, they beat the team that beat two number ones. Exactly, and they're not even a top four team at all. That's bullshit. At all. In the final AP rankings, I think they were ranked eight. That is. That is complete BS. Eight. They went undefeated. That they that, won the Fiesta Bowl. My blood is boiling. They beat an SEC opponent. They beat two number ones. They finished eight in the final AP poll. Yeah, like that is. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. At at ECU, at a school in the American, you're not gonna have. You're not gonna have those opportunities mm-hmm. until they expand the playoff. Right. And I know we were we were talking about something completely different, but th- I believe this is a conversation that needs to be had. Mm-hmm. This is a conversation, and I mean the American. You can say what you want about the Mountain West. The Mountain West ain't shit compared to the American. You got Boise State. You got Boise State, and they even they don't want to. I give San Diego State some respect too. San Diego State's pretty good. They, they are in the Mountain West, right? Yeah, yeah. They are, they're, they're, they're pretty good, but that's about it. Who who else you got? They got? don't compare to the American to the to the type of talent that the American. The has. American, you got Houston, you got Navy, you got Cincinnati, you got Temple, you got UCF, you got Memphis, you got <laughs> Memphis, you got all these schools mm-hmm. that if they if they if these schools were in the SEC or the ACC, I guarantee those schools would be looking at. A New Year's Six Bowl. And, and speaking of the ACC, they had a year. They, they had such a down year last year. It, I mean, it was unprecedented. The kind of, I, I, I think if, if, if you flip-flopped the ACC and the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, I think Clemson might have lost to one of those teams. I think either, either if they had to play a Memphis at Memphis or a Cincinnati at Cincinnati, one of those two teams, I could really see Clemson losing one of those games. Had those, those are tough. They almost too. lost at Chapel Hill last year. Yeah. So, a Chapel Hill team that lost to App, and don't even get me started on App. Clemson would have had way more competition in the American Athletic Conference than they did in the ACC last year, and I can say that with confidence. So, yeah, the American is a legit conference. Do I think it should be a part of the Power Six? Should it be a Power Six? Absolutely. Am I a little biased on that? Maybe. I don't really care. The, the, but I think the I think the numbers back themselves. I, I think the stats back themselves. I, I might I might just get picked apart on this on social media. But the American, top to bottom, all sports, all sports is better than two power five. Pac-12 was one. I know that. What's the other one? It's the ACC. ACC. I mean, the ACC, who do you have? Which it, but that's hard to argue, too, though. Because AC, a, the ACC has great – I mean, basketball, we know what the ACC is yeah. in basketball. Historically. We know what they historically. are. Historically. Baseball, pretty damn good, too. Yeah. But then that's about it. Yep. You look at everything else, historically, they don't really match up. Yeah. So – and. I mean the same. The you can almost say the same about the Big Twelve. I mean the Big Twelve, top to bottom. I mean they they've got more. They got more going for them in all sports, 
Which, you know, uh, and a lot of people try to say the Big 12 is a football conference. The Big 12 is a baseball conference to me. No, to me, the that's big, a baseball conference. The Big 12, the Big 12 is, is – And they've got excellent conference. baseball teams. The Big 12 is a football But they're not like the Big 10. The Big 10 a, and the SEC. You've got that. Oklahoma. That's your only consistent team in the Big 12. I mean, yeah. But yeah, you, Baylor had a good year, but where are they going to be next year? I don't think they're going to be that you, good next you got, year. You got, Texas, on, you know, every year they say Texas is back, but they're what, not really West, back. West Virginia. They, they, had, they had it down here this year. West Virginia's all right. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, compared to the football quality that we have in the American. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, but, I'm, but what do they have that we don't? Outside of Oklahoma. I'll give Oklahoma. You know, yeah, which, got, you know. They, they got Lincoln Riley. They got, <laughs> they got our boy. <laughs> Un- unblock me, Lincoln, please. <laughs> but, I mean, they I, – I mean, I guess you're right. Yeah, you're right. But I just – I can't see – I, I can't – I mean, the American is better than the ACC. It is better than the Pac-12. There's no denying that. Mm-hmm. There, and any, if anybody wants to try to deny that, you can slide in my DMs and <laughs> tell me I'm a, I'm a dumbass. You can do that. I don't care. But I'm going to tell you. I'm going I'm to come with – I'm going to come at you with some facts. Just know that. I'm going to come at you with some facts. I'm, I'm not going to let you just – Try to tell me some bullshit. And to me, the American is probably the most disrespected conference as well. Oh, yeah. Um, For sure. I mean, they, they tried – last year they tried to undercut all the American teams that were mm-hmm. that were in the top 25. You saw them trying to shuffle them out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got teams that are jumping up three spots in the rankings that had a bye week. And power conferences, but then you got a team that wins in the American that drops two spots. What's the solution, though? That's that's the ultimate question. Because let's 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 bring it back to ECU. All right, we've got Mike Houston. I think he's building personally. Um, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think anything less than six, six or seven wins. I mean, I'm, I'll I'll agree that I think six wins maybe um, is a good trying point for, for ECU football next year. Um, but I, I won't lie, I hope we have seven wins. I just I don't know if I see them on the schedule next year. I mean, with, with our schedule, you know, I, I see seven wins on our schedule. That's all I'm saying. Um, with the type of program that Houston is building, um, with the type of – I mean, he's already – you know, there's a lot of guys that have gotten through some trouble – and he's already kind of kicked those guys off the team. I kind of see the kind of culture that he's trying to build, and I appreciate that. He's, it's a no nonsense type of culture. Uh, it's bring your bring your bring your hard hat, bring your lunch pail, show up to show up to the meetings, show up to 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 the, to, to work every day, ready to grind, ready to work, ready to help ECU win football games. And so, for the last four or five years now. We've been accustomed to three wins, four wins, five wins. Um, it's time for us to break out of that barrier, break that seal. You know, I don't want to get into the ECU heyday because I know, you know, with with Ruff and when we had Carden, when we had Justin Hardy and all, the, we were ranked and yada yada yada. I don't want to get into all that because this is a new era. Um, but seven wins should be the marquee. I mean, that that should be. What everyone is expecting, bare minimum, in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, I agree. That's we need the winning culture back in Greenville. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do we have the talent to do that? That uh, is that um, remains to be seen. It, it goes back to what I was saying about the basketball team last year. The uh, I think our ba- our football team was a year ahead of our basketball team right now. So last year, maybe two, yeah, maybe two. It may be two, but um, they're at least one. Okay, mm-hmm. they we we can agree on that. They're at least one. They they were young last year. Mm-hmm. It was a young team. I mean, we had five receivers that were either sophomores or younger mm-hmm. last year. I mean, you didn't have you didn't have a receiver that was a upperclassmen last year. 
So, yeah, they're, they're getting older. Holton's getting older. Our team is getting better. And they're finally getting some real coaching. They haven't had real coaching in the last three years mm-hmm. before Mike Houston. I mean, a coach that never wanted to wear the pads on during the week, that doesn't fly. And, and look, and, and, and this is no shot at Scotty Montgomery. Oh, no, that's a shot. I, I like Scotty, but Scotty was never going to be a good head coach. No. I think he's a good person, but just being a good person doesn't make you a good coach. Man, you see. Um, I mean, you, Coordinator, you, absolutely. And hell. But head coach, yeah, that's two completely different vessels. So even when they made the hire, I was kind of like, eh, I don't really know if this is going to pan out. I remember, I remember when we fired Ruffin McNeil, and I saw Brady Hoke's name come off, and I was like, "Damn, that's a good get." Would have, would have loved Brady Hoke, man. I know, and, you, I know and, you're and, a Michigan and, guy. And you know how, you know how much of a Michigan man I am. You're a Michigan guy, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna shoot it straight with you. Brady Hoke was not a good fit for Michigan. No, but he would have been an excellent fit for East Carolina University. I think so too. Excellent. I think so too. That would have been more of his speed, and yep. he would have been able to develop. And, and 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 you know we we I, I love Mike Houston I, I think we got a good coach but I'm just, you know had we got a Brady Holt yes I, I think that would have been a phenomenal hire but uh, didn't pan out that way so nope well Artie I, I say uh, we're we're getting close to an hour on time now uh, why don't you say we wrap up episode one of the Boneyard podcast you know for episode one I I think uh, we did we did fairly good you know it, it, the, the flow of the conversation was good. You know, we're going to fine-tune this thing a little bit more for you guys because I know the listeners out there probably want a clean, cut, thorough program, and that's, you know, that's, that's what we want to give you guys. But I think for episode one, we did, we did fairly decent. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm proud of, our, of, our, of us. Like, I mean, we, this is our first time doing this. Right. We, I mean, we come from – we both have backgrounds in sports and, mm-hmm. in, and in journalism and communications, mm-hmm. but – we, we're not seasoned vets. We're not seasoned vets. We're not, any, not. Not even a little bit. It, it took it took us over an hour to set up our <laughs> mics and everything else the first time we did it. I mean, guys, we're growing. We want you to grow with us. Make sure to like us, follow us, subscribe, please. Absolutely. Please subscribe. Instagram Le- coming soon. Le- Le- Twitter's already up. Leave us a review. Okay? You can find us on on Twitter, so let me pull it up. You can find us on Twitter at Boneyard Podcast. That's Boneyard Podcast. So give us a follow, tweet at us, retweet us, um, get us into your your timelines and your friends' timelines. We we ask that you do that for us. Um, we're, we're excited to do this. This Absolutely. is this has been a long time coming. You you don't know how excited I am. Right. I have been looking forward to this, as am I. I mean, and, and we are working very very hard to bring some great content to y'all. So if you like us, don't just listen for yourselves. You know, tell your friends about it. Tell your family about it. Get our names out there. Um, yeah. Because and I mean, you can. Just interact with us. We're, we want this podcast to be interactive. And as we grow our listeners, as we grow mm-hmm. our fan base, we will be more interactive on the podcast. Absolutely. I mean, I want to open it up to where you guys can call in and oh, leave I want us messages. Man. I really want call-ins because I, I, I love – like when I watch like the Stephen A. Smith show or something like that, I love to call in. Man, so well, I, I, I want that and, really bad. And the, the, we've got, the, we've got the, ways the to do it. We Paul just got to figure it out. shows, so – we got ways to do it. We just gotta we gotta build our listenership up. That way, y'all can be interacting with us on a weekly basis. Because we're we're all pirates. We're we're one big purple family. I mean that that's that's what ECU is. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's why you and I started this podcast was so we could give another voice to the pirate nation. Absolutely. And um, I I think this is this is big time for us. Absolutely. Um, I think it's I think it's a big time for ECU. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited for this podcast, but I'm excited to see where our alma mater is going. Um, so yeah. And on that, we just want to say thank you. We love you. Go Pirates.
and we'll see you next week.